Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Courtney Osborne, a member here at Park Community Church from our Forest Glen location. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, created The Daily Cut, short devotionals that we hope encourage you as you grow in your faith and walk with Jesus. This is The Daily Cut, and I'm Courtney. Today I get to talk about the book of Obadiah. I'd be lying if I didn't say I had to look it up in the table of contents to first read it, because Obadiah is a tiny book sandwiched in with all the other minor prophets. It's the shortest book in the Old Testament, but believe me, there's a lot of wisdom and hope to be gained from it. First, I'm going to share a little bit of background on Obadiah, and then I'm going to explore a few truths that can give us hope today. Like I said, Obadiah is the shortest book in the Old Testament. Very little is known about the author. Some say this is because Obadiah wanted to focus on God's word to his people and not draw attention to himself, and others say this is because he was already well-known in the community and needed no introduction. Either way, what is clear is who this book is written to and what it's about. This is a book for God's people, Israel, but it's actually pronouncing judgment on another nation. This is the only prophetic book that proclaims judgment specifically on a Gentile nation, the Edomites, descendants of a man named Esau. Esau and his younger brother Jacob were the sons of Isaac and Rebekah, and the grandsons of Sarah and Abraham, the father of the Jewish people. Biologically speaking, one would think that Israel, who descended from Jacob and Edom, would function as brotherly nations. Their relationship, however, was marked from the beginning with jealousy, deception, and backstabbing, which created a schism between the two, overshadowing their familial bond. Just as the relationship between Jacob and Esau was filled with strife and conflict, so was the relationship between Israel and Edom. Numbers 20 provides a brief picture into how the Edomites treated the Israelites. In verse 16, Moses tells the king of Edom how they have endured slavery by the Egyptians and seen God rescue them. Moses then says, And here we are in Kadesh, a city on the edge of your territory. Please let us pass through your land. We will not pass through field or vineyard or drink water from a well. We will go along the king's highway. We will not turn aside to the right hand or to the left until we've passed through your territory. The king replies, saying, You shall not pass through, lest I come out with the sword against you. Moses asked the king of Edom to please reconsider, saying they'll only pass through on foot and not take any resources. But the king again tells them no. And verse 20 says, Edom came out against them with a large army and a strong force. Thus, Edom refused to give Israel passage through the territory. The story of Edom and Israel is the story of a dramatic brotherly feud that continued for generations. It is these people that God uses Obadiah to pronounce judgment on as a piece of his plan to fully restore Israel. Let's look at the book. So Obadiah begins with the announcement of Edom's coming doom. God says, quote, I will make you small among the nations and you shall be utterly despised. The pride of your heart has deceived you, though you soar aloft like the eagle, though your nest is set among the stars, from there I will bring you down. The Edomites were a proud and selfish people who had convinced themselves they were safe from judgment. Their territory was in an elevated and rocky region where they were well protected from enemies, giving them a false sense of security. They wrongfully received many of their gains by profiting off of Israel's losses and then retreating back to their safe mountains. They would capture, plunder, and kill Israelite refugees around the time that Babylon destroyed Israel. Verse 11 says they stood aloof on the day that strangers carried off his, referring to Jacob's wealth. 
the Edomites were numb to the pain of their brothers. Instead of choosing to look on Israel's destruction and offer them military support and aid, they saw it as an opportunity to advance themselves. God sees all this happening, and He will not allow it to go unpunished. The timeless truth we can see here is that God sees injustice. He sees the racism, the murder, the discrimination. He sees those who take advantage of the oppressed, the refugees, the orphan. He sees the pride in people's hearts who assume they're above the law or untouchable. He sees the selfishness as people focus on their own personal gain at the expense of others. He even sees the apathy and those who stand aloof at the misfortune or pain of others, idly watching and observing instead of getting involved. God sees all of these injustices, and the good news is that he doesn't just see them. He addresses them. In verse 15, God proclaims Edom's fall. It says, For the day of the Lord is near upon all nations. For as you have drunk on my holy mountain, so all the nations shall drink continually. God is saying to them here, For all those times you drank from the cup of celebration as you delighted in the destruction of my people, so now will you and other nations drink continually from my cup of wrath. He even goes so far as to say, There shall be no survivor for the house of Esau. God doesn't let injustice go unpunished. Anytime there's oppression and mistreatment of the innocent, God has a response. In his timing, he will punish the guilty and those who refuse to come to him for forgiveness. Finally, God promises to restore Israel. With all the focus on Edom, it can be easy to forget that this is a book written to the Israelites, but the book closes out with a direct message to Israel. God is telling them, look, I know you've been beaten down and mistreated in a myriad of ways. I've seen all of this. I will deal with all of this, and then I will restore you, and you will see closure and peace. Three times in these last few verses, we see the word possess. After a season where the Israelites had been wanderers, exiles, and without direction, God is making it clear that He is going to bring stability, peace, and protection. The land will be theirs, and as verse 21 says to close out the book, the kingdom shall be the Lord's. As Christians, we can draw great comfort from this promise. We too have been promised restoration and the end of all things unjust. God saw all of our sin and was unable to look past it or ignore it. He had to deal with it, just as he dealt with the Edomites. The beauty of our story, though, is that he didn't choose to deal with our sin by destroying us. No, he dealt with our sin by sending his own son, Jesus, to take the mortal punishment we deserved so that we can be a part of this restored kingdom. All of us who believe in Jesus, who were once his enemies as the Edomites were enemies of Israel, are now made into his own people. So when God looks at us, he sees us as just because Jesus stands in our place and makes us pure. He no longer has to turn away because of his hatred for sin and injustice. He can instead receive and welcome us. And this offer of forgiveness and restoration is open to all who believe in what Jesus' death and resurrection has done on our behalf. I know in this season we find ourselves in, we can be daily crying out to God for the injustices around us. How does the smallest book in the Old Testament confront such a tumultuous time? It can first give us conviction, and then it can give us hope. We initially need to make sure that we aren't like the Edomites who take advantage of the poor, the refugee, the marginalized. We can make sure that we don't stand aloof as they did and refuse to get involved because of what it may cost us. 
And after we've examined our own hearts and the areas where we are contributing to the oppression of others, we can thank God that He sees all injustice and He does not ignore it. He's in the business of using His body today through Jesus to bring healing, hope, and comfort to those in need. And one day, we look forward to all injustices being put to rest forever, where God destroys sin and evil for good, and we are restored and at rest in His kingdom. Come, Lord Jesus. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're doing well. We'll be back with another short devotional. Stay tuned.